Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us in the first chapter of the Epigraph podcast. My name is Jay, and I am an Eldritch Abomination. And today we have Ryan Love, who is going to provide us with some of their creations. This one is called City, it's the Cityscape, I believe. At night, I look out my window. I see almost a cityscape in the close distance. I can hear the trains. Sometimes I want to step out onto the roof, look at the almost cityscape, listen to the trains, the view from my home, the sound, the, the sound that surrounds my environment. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Ugh, home, I can finally say that I am home, where I need to be, where I long to be for as long as I'm here with my almost cityscape the sounds of the trains rolling by. Falls Park. The anxiety builds up inside of me. I haven't been able to eat in three days. Just the idea of everything, these feelings, the idea of him searching for forgiveness, forgiving myself. I don't know if I can. Things we do when we are young, we have to deal with when we're older. Forever, this could be a forever feeling, like a shadow or a haunting, always there, ever looming over me. Memories that hurt, not the bad ones. The hurt comes from the smiling pictures of us, him with his long hair and handlebar mustache, two old kids, not knowing what will happen next. What happened next will forever haunt me, live in my brain. Day after day, I keep a picture of us in my phone, remembering the day at the falls with the person we call their son. The fun that we had that will forever be ingrained in me. This is my punishment, the happy memories etched into, into me, forever lurking in my mind. This cruel punishment, could it be the end of me and the hurts? But that would be too kind. I wish I could forever live in the memory forever replay every good that happened i want to live in those memories forever 22 at last i grew grew older and so did he if only this hurt could end forever torments or my forever torment those memories i crave those good times, but the hurt, knowing what is and what came to be, if I could forever live in those memories. Lovely. So we're here with Ryan Love and Ryan. So you you were in poetry for a really long time, right? Like since you were a child. Yeah, um, I've. I know I wrote like poetry in elementary school. Uh, we had like a poetry unit in the fifth grade and I got really into it. And so I just started writing poetry and I like even started writing uh, novels too, um, or stories, I guess. The first I started off with like fan fiction, worked my way up. But yeah, uh, poetry, I guess, has just always been surprising. That's really great. And yeah, so you you were really young when you started writing. 
And so what made you stick with poetry? With poetry, you... It's like... Sometimes I'm not the best uh, with words. Sometimes just like ad-libbing. I, like, I have this sort of... I've been told I have this sort of like awkward charm. Um, you know, where I'm awkward but charismatic. I feel like with poetry, I'm able to express certain feelings that I have trouble with expressing just stuff that I can put down and just how my brain would like, like how my brain would like to be pretty much is why I stop with poetry because I have trouble expressing myself otherwise. It's also my love language. It's okay. Well, that's really sweet. That does explain a little bit of your last name too. Yeah. Um, so as you as you were writing and, and growing up, did you learn anything more about yourself? Like any any big discoveries that you made about your own personality? Um, that is a good question. It did really help me. Um, it did really help me. So I love music. Um, I love analyzing music. I've been doing this forever. Um, I love you know the lyrics and just how they sound all together. Um, uh, poetry helps me find my love of music, my uh, love of, you know, punk, emo, pop punk, because a lot of, I don't know, just like it, poetry made me analyze those lyrics more. And um, music has been a big part of my personality, um, especially with like how I dress and the things that um, that I'm interested in like politic emotion because that's because punk is like a big big part of my life um and it's like it's not just a music genre but it's an entire movement it's a political movement it's like just not what you expect and poetry kind of made me find that big part of myself sounds like it was definitely a, a big factor in terms of your own uh self-expression too uh, yeah that's that's really awesome. And and about punk as well, you know, it's like you said, it's it's a it's a whole movement. Um, and what I really like about your poems is they kind of it, it kind of seems like they lure you in a little bit with how classic poems a little bit start, you know. But then as you continue reading more into it, you're like, oh, no, this is not at all what you were expecting. And you just get hit with like it can be anything. You know, yeah. and I think that like really exemplifies the whole punk uh, expression that you uh, mentioned that really inspired you to. Yeah. yeah, that's that's really awesome. Um, you you've presented a few times before at open mics, and uh, I wanted to touch a bit more about that. What what do you find difficult when you're presenting to others? Like, what is the one thing that you feel you struggle with? And also, what is the thing that you feel really helps you put yourself out there? Okay, so I host these things, too. And that hosting is always the hardest for me. Um, like, the poetry, not so much. Like, I feel, I feel great reading poetry. I guess, you know, the thing that I also don't like about, I mean, that I struggle with, I should, I guess, this just came to mind, um, is... After you read a poem and you have to wait a second for people to clap 
And that's always like been the hardest for me. Because you're just like, ah, are they going to clap? I, I understand and that I so just much. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> and you're like, are they, did they get it? Or yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm glad that I'm not alone in that feeling. I remember, um, and, and for those that may be new to listening to the podcast or new to this work in general as well, um, so I know Ryan from back when I lived in South Dakota and uh, Ryan hosted open mic nights where I actually ended up presenting a few of my poems. And I totally understand that feeling presenting and standing up there and then waiting to kind of look at the crowd and you don't really want to make eye contact, but you're like, please tell me you've got this right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. I totally understand that. Um, so with that and the fact that you also host um, open mic events and, and poetry events and such. Uh, so what is the goal with your work? What are you seeking to achieve when you put yourself out there like that? You know, well, to connect to other people, to um, let others know, um, you know, that they that what they're experiencing, you know, doesn't make them weird or like or an outsider, um, even though. And well, oftentimes in society, you often feel, you know, like you're the only one going through shit because like no one, there's stuff that like no one talks about that's taboo, like mental health um, and, you know, sexuality and gender. Like that's, that's all things that should, you know, be talked about, but it's not. And I just know that there has to be someone out there um, that I can connect with. And I have actually gotten people like coming up to me. Like I, I have a couple surprises me to say this, but I have a couple fans. Uh, That's awesome though. And it was great when like at separate times, not together, uh, they were telling me about how uh, they relate to my work and how I'm an inspiration, how, you know, how they like really relate to it. And it just, I don't know. That's the best feeling to have. And that's the reason why? Well, you're getting another fan here because um, when you read Cityscape and Falls Park, both, I felt really spoke to me um, when you mentioned like the sound of trains and Cityscape. To me, that was like an immediate callback. So I used to live in Puerto Rico. I used to take the train every day to go to work on that same note of, you know, the sound of trains. Uh, I, when I used to hang out with my friends in South Dakota and we would spend time at their place, they lived near the train tracks. So we would hear the trains whenever I would sleep over and stuff. And it's like, okay, I, I get you. I, I see. Yeah. yeah. So, um, starting with cityscape. So what is, what is that about? I wrote it three years ago. Um, when I first, moved, I guess not quite three years ago. Um, when I moved into my house, it, first home that I can actually call mine, it has my name on it. Um. You know, I own it. It's filled with my stuff, uh, my cats. It's me. And it was, you know, it's was the real first time that I felt at home just like looking out um, and seeing. Like, because I don't live too far from downtown. Um, and I also don't live too far from Avera. And I looked out and I could see like Avera and like a bunch of like what looked like tall buildings outside of my window um and then I also live by uh, train tracks and so I just you know it was it was home it just, that's 
really sweet. Um, and for extra context for any listeners out there, Avera is one of the medical networks, I believe, in the entire state of uh, of South Dakota. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they're one of the two largest medical networks on there. So uh, they have a ton of buildings and <laughs> it's just doctors and everything in that network. Um, that's really great. Yeah. And it sounds like you really inspired by that atmosphere of like having that area that space for you yeah so that that sounds that's really great um and i know that a lot of people can relate to that uh for myself it was kind of a bittersweet feeling as well because i i struggled a lot with finding a space for myself and so Mm -hmm. the areas where i was leaving it, at that moment that i was leaving is when i saw that place as home finally (laughs) so You know, that cityscape poem really spoke to me in that manner of like, oh, like that was my space. So, yeah, yeah. totally, totally, very sweet poem. I super loved it. Um, I will say my favorite falls part. Uh, I feel like you knocked it out of the park with that one. And I just want to know more. Like what what inspired that poem? OK, so I feel like I'm getting ready for some tea here. Hang on. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh so I had this like terrible breakup like years and years ago. And then you know how sometimes you just like dump stuff down and you just don't deal with it. Um and it just finally comes out at a random time. Right. Um, so this came out at a random time. Um I wrote a lot of poetry about it because I wanted to make sure before I made any ra- like irrational decisions or just any decisions at all that I have it out of my system. Um, and it was like really close to, it was like two or three weeks before my high school reunion. Um, and then I ended up messaging my ex to, and like, it wasn't about like, I wanted to apologize to him because it wasn't about like all the stuff that he did to me. Cause we both were just terrible people. Um, at the time, I mean, we were kids, like we were, yeah. 22 you're still um, learning still learning yeah and we were we were shitty um and i had already forgiven him for his piece like i've moved on i just needed to forgive myself for what i did to him because i'm not that kind of person i'm not that person right and i said it he did respond back and uh he still pissed at me like it's been over five years and he still pissed at me Dang. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and, and I'm assuming that's kind of like the the whole forever feelings and the whole youth aspect and the anxiety. Like the first line, just mentioned anxiety. I was already like strapping myself yeah. down. This is gonna be a ride. <laughs> yeah. Um. I wrote the poem before I actually said anything to him. Um. But yeah, the poem was like the like the work up to to like messaging him, messaging him because I just had all just like all the freaking um good memories just on replay oh, right yeah. constantly going through my mind and so that poem was what made me reach out to him because what was the worst that could happen like him not not responding i don't i don't know like i believe him just like saying that he's mad at me isn't like the worst thing that could happen like at least at least i know you know yeah, it's I don't like, ever have to like wait in anticipation and then just like randomly get a message from him. Like, no, no, like it's 
Yeah, it's okay. like it's not. It's that sense of closure too. Like you don't. Yeah. It, it might not be the the nicest closure in the world, but at least it's closure. So. I just I think it says a lot about us as people, though. Like I know that he like he has a bunch of like we both like come from dysfunctional backgrounds and like we we both had them pretty traumatized. And I think it's a good example between how I like am handling and internalizing everything and how he's handling and internalizing. I'm not for sure if he's in therapy, um, but I am. But it just seems like that maybe he still has like stuff to work through as well. Because he's, I'm able to admit that I was really shitty to him. He thinks that what he did, like, he rationalizes it, I think. Because, like, uh, yeah, it's that whole, like, well, you made me do this because you did this kind of thing. He stopped me, though. That's why I moved to Sioux Falls, was because he stopped me. Oh, my goodness gracious. Okay. Like, <laughs> well, and you know, and, and on that kind of similar line of thinking, so when when you wrote the poem of Falls Park, after you spoke to him, did you find any of the feelings that you had while writing that poem kind of validated? Yeah, um, they were valid. Like, I, I did feel valid. Um, okay. And then it also helped me, because, like, sometimes you have, like, rose-colored uh, rose glasses on people. Right. Um, and those memories were kind of, like, starting to, like, do that to me, and that's why it was, like, so miserable. Like, once I got that response, you know, it really, it really helped, and it really, like, solidified that I am where I need to be, where I'm supposed to be. I'm so glad. Um, and that's also like a big, uh, a big thing about writing and poetry is that it can help you kind of see that and yeah. give you a frame of reference too. Because like when you said you wrote this when you were kind of building up that courage to reach out, and then now you can go back and look back and see that time of, you know, the, the sequence of events that led up to that moment of closure. So, and I think that's, that's great. And that's one of the benefits that I see in writing yeah. poetry. Um, For sure. And so I also wanted to ask, uh, since you've had some experience with open mic nights and presenting your poetry, is there any advice that you would like to give to somebody who's maybe just starting out with writing? That's actually a good question. Um, a friend of mine, actually, uh, who he's a musician um like he's a bassist in a band and he's like written songs um but he's looking to write poetry and like he asked me he's like well because obviously with poetry there's different types of structure right different types of structure for poetry and like just different kind of poetry um i my style is confessional um and so with confessional, it doesn't, it has a flow, but it doesn't always rhyme. Like it, it flows, but it doesn't have like a, a specific structure. It's, it, it's free verse. Um, I'm like, poetry is punk. And he's like, what do you mean? And then I'm just, I just get out of pen and write and whatever comes to my mind. I just put, put down on a piece of paper. And I'm, that was my best. That was my advice to him. Like, just, just write. Like that's, all I really do I don't have like I do know you know how to traditionally write poetry but I choose not to because like it feels too restrictive um 
for me, so to speak. Yeah. With that advice, um, I do appreciate you mentioning that whole uh, the how much punk has actually inspired you. I mean, it's it's clear um, throughout <laughs> these questions, basically, just how much punk has inspired you. Uh, and yeah. what I really like about everything you said is how accessible it makes poetry to other people. You know, it's yeah. just right. Just just pick up whatever writing utensil you got and go right, get it out and see what happens. So I like that. Super appreciate it. Um, very happy that uh, you shared your poetry with us. And I, again, like it falls Park is uh, by far my favorite. I've heard your poetry, like a bunch of other poems and falls Park really just lovely. I don't know. I feel like I really connected with it. Um, yeah. I, Actually, it's a newer one that I started forming. Um, Yeah, I wrote it like back in like September, but I just recently started uh, working into my sets. Nice. Uh, Well, so Ryan, if somebody wants to uh, read more of your poetry or get in touch with you or anything like that, so where do they reach out to you? Um, The best is probably, uh, so it's Punk Poetry xx and that one's on instagram and yeah. uh i think you also sent me a second one this, was it a second instagram yeah okay and then that's my personal instagram which is it is going to be so mix mx and then ryan Love. and um uh, mix is the uh like the non-binary version of like of like mr and, and mrs yeah. yeah yeah excellent all right so that in case anybody missed it so we got uh if you want to reach out to ryan or see more of ryan's poetry you can look on instagram at punk poetry xx or mx ryan love on instagram as well uh, thank you again ryan so much for sharing uh your work and i really look forward to hopefully reconnecting again sometime soon because i love what you do <laughs> thank you All right, cool. Uh, Again, thank you everybody for listening to the epigraph and uh, we'll see you next time.